And we're live. <laughs> right now on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch World can actually hear us. Welcome everybody to Bobby Talks, dot, dot, dot. Those dots are there to tell you that there's always more to the story. And today's story is, well, Halloween just ended, what was it, Sunday? Just yeah. ended on yes. Sunday. Yeah. But ghosting in the world of dating happens all year <laughs> round. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting here with three people. One I just met today, two I've known for a while, Tiny Campbell, Monica Steffen. And Tanner Handy. We're talking dating life in today's society. How are we doing? Monica, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Tynan, how you doing? Good as always, bro. He's our he's gonna be our talker today. Oh, absolutely. We're gonna have to bring that mic level up and down just to play with him. Tanner, how you doing, man? I'm doing really good. It sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, bear with us. Uh, there is some nerves on the show because we're gonna be talking about some things that are really personal to us. Um, and uh, we'll have some fun with it too. But uh, if there's anything, any topic that you guys protect, particularly don't want to talk about, you can just say pass. You can just say I'm too uncomfortable. You just say, you know what? That's not something that I'm willing to share with my, about myself right now. Please do whatever you have to to make yourself most comfortable on this show. All right. Is that fair? Set some ground rules up. Yeah, because I got a whole yeah. bunch of notes. Um, let me just ask this. So we've got Monica, you said you're 30. Yes. Tynan, you're 34. Yes, you just sir. turned, right? Oh, 34 in February, month oh, after that's you. Right, that's right, month after me. So I am the oldest on the show. I'm going to be 35 in a couple months. Tanner is our young 22-year-old, and uh, he is going to be representing 20, 20-year-olds in the dating world today. Um, first of all, when let's just talk about initial thoughts right now on dating. Tynan, give me your initial thoughts. When I say, hey, are you dating? What does that come to your mind? What are the things that come to your mind being 34 years old still doing that? means I'm looking because it's harder at 34 when you got kids, especially divorce, uh, people will get you different. It's harder to get somebody on board with the fact that you have like children, things like that, because you come with a lot of extra. Um, but I mean, it doesn't mean I like you can't that. date. I like that you use the word extra instead mm -hmm. of baggage. Too often we use that term baggage and it's like a negative. Well, my kind. kids ain't baggage. My right. kids are dope. Right. So, yeah. How old are you oldest? 11. Do them all. 11 what what? I got an 11-year-old son named Tavian, 8-year-old Tegan, and 7-year-old Theo. All and I, dope. And I do know them, and they're all dope. And they all have their own individual personalities, so good for you, bud. Tanner, what about you, man? When I say dating, uh, and I know you're 22, so a lot of us kind of roll our eyes at him a little bit here, right? What, what does it feel like when, it, when we say dating? How's it? What, what comes to your mind? Um, I mean, obviously, I'm still in it, but uh, I feel like at my age and my generation it's really just a toxic like a subject you know um uh right now am i looking to date yeah but at the same time there's so much things going on with social media and everything it's kind of has its uh ups and downs yeah no it does social media and we'll touch on that in a little bit but social media has changed everything um i don't know if it's changed everything or if it's just kind of amplified some of our worst qualities um yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that. Monica, dating. What comes to your mind when I when people say, okay, you're 30, you're dating, got to look ourselves in the mirror, we got to be honest with ourselves? Yeah. What um, comes to your mind? I mean, I get asked out a lot. Okay. And occasionally I do go on dates, and they just never really go anywhere. Um, I am a single mom. I have three daughters. All dope? I <laughs> All dope? <laughs> well... <laughs> Um, there are a lot, and then um, I work a lot too. So okay, there's no a lot of time to invest in someone. Everybody here is on a first shift job. 
Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at least they don't have the challenge of that third shift trying to balance out children, third shift. And then where do I meet somebody? Um, that's always kind of a, you know, in our thirties, I kind of want to start there. Where do you meet somebody? If you're tired, work, work, that's where you meet somebody work and whether you're 30, whatever, in my opinion, it's always kind of been, it seems easiest to meet somebody you connect with on a daily basis. So whether you meet your spouse, school, whether it's high school, college, work, those are kind of the places you socialize the most where you see people the most. So that's typically where it happens. Um, A lot of people that I'm close to in my life, that's where they met their spouse. See, when I think about your job, though, you're you're a car salesman. Oh, yeah. So, like, your job is to interact. Your job is to kind of set up that conversation right away. Um, You know, what's interesting is that some of us don't necessarily have that luxury to maybe potentially meet that person coming down the line. Maybe you're a pharmacist. And if you're a pharmacist and you're kind of working with the same people all day long and you're kind of in that, you know, your one area – how do you meet people? How how do you go about it? Because I, I can't assume, or maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Um, is the club scene still something that's in your? No, no, never was. Never was. No. Okay. Um, social media. Okay, social media. Mm-hmm. It's a love hate relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Tanner, what about you? Where does uh, a twenty Where does a twenty some year old meet meet someone today? I I mean I hate to say it, but it's social media. Um, I have been on some dating websites like Tinder and uh, Bumble and stuff like that. But um, Facebook was kind of a thing. It was kind of like, oh, you know, I I know I knew you from high school, but I didn't necessarily know you were single type of thing. You know, social media was kind of – because Deerfield is a small place, so social yeah. media was your escape because you ain't going to meet anyone at the skate park or anything like that because it's a – I mean, it's a town of a couple thousand. But, um, yeah, so right now – I mean, I'm not on Tinder and Bumble right now, but uh, – I mean, your Snapchat or Facebook or Tinder, Bumble. I mean, just social media is more of a platform. You know, it's it's interesting. My grandpa and I were having this conversation because obviously he's he's 84 years old. And these are things that they didn't have, obviously, when they were looking for their spouse. So a lot of times it was, hey, go to your friend, set me up with somebody that you know, or go to three friends and see if they got three friends and so on and so on. Any of us do that anymore for each other? Do any of us try to help each other out with like, if I know somebody that is looking and is also what I consider to be a good dude or, you know, a good chick or whatever, why don't we do more of that? Anybody want to answer that? Uh, I mean, I've had friends try to do that. um, And I think part of the problem with that now is everyone's supposed to know right away because we're in this society where everybody wants everything figured out immediately. You want answers to this, that, and the other right on the spot. So they think if they set you up, they've already kind of given you the keys to the castle and you're supposed to hit it off immediately. But, and to touch on like the social media aspect that they were talking about earlier, if you don't mind me interjecting. Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, My whole point with that is that's where you find superficial relationships, I feel like. I've never found anything real off of one of the dating apps. It's all been kind of just, it's almost forced. And I get aggravated with it because you have the same conversation over and over and over again when you meet somebody new and you get bored with it. That, I, I, you want to skip to you're like let's just meet up because i'm i'm sick of this crap but from a female perspective i feel like it's kind of scary like you've got all these dudes constantly trying to ask you out trying to meet and you don't know who's real and what to expect monica so, can you can you touch on that i mean if is it scary does it feel like all these guys are in a hurry and in his case i thought he did a good job justifying his reasons because he's had those same conversations over and over again he doesn't want a pen pal he's kind of yeah. exhausted with the process 
do you find that to be still scary? Um, I don't often like give too many people chances. Okay. Um, there's been times where it's been scary. Um, I was in Toledo one time. Oh, here someone, we go. <laughs> someone wanted to meet up and they were very persistent. I wasn't even trying to meet up and it was just really sketchy to me. So I just ended up blocking them and yeah, that was it. The old block button, the power <laughs> of the veto. <laughs> um, it, it's so interesting. I'm, I'm sure everybody has those horror stories, right? Um, uh, in some way or another, it's a horror story to them. But I would assume, and maybe I'm off kilter, maybe maybe your guys' game is really, really good here. I don't know. But you're probably getting people in your DMs all the time where that necessarily isn't the case for the two of you. Is that yeah. fair to say? Oh, I feel like females are constantly getting Harassed. Accosted by someone. Badger. Like someone is constantly trying to slide in their DM um, and get them their attention yeah. in, in essence. But I also feel like that's kind of muddied the waters for anybody decent trying to get through because there's 9 million guys in, in her DM, right? Yep. And she's only got so much time to pay attention to so many, and most of them are probably douchebags. Let's be real. Fuck boys. Yeah. And <laughs> you get, you, I'm sure you get sick of that. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm out on this. But, um, but that also sometimes ruins relationships because everything becomes transactional and replaceable. Yeah, move that cord. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's just say you're dating so-and-so for a few months. You mess up, and it was just a, like a miscommunication, but you got, you know, Billy, Joe, and Hunter in her DM saying, I'll that. do this and this and this, and she's like, well, you're replaceable. So that's where I kind of think the ghosting things come in. We're a throwaway society now. Yeah. Everybody's really. replaceable. And it can be done like that, especially for a female. Mm -hmm. It's a little tougher for us, bro. Yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> like, we're handsome guys, but it ain't Jeez. the same. You know what I mean? You got that beard. I'm supposed to act like I don't see it. <laughs> we're going to do a zoom in on that beard, right? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, it's so interesting that you guys talk about this replaceable society because if we were to go back 15, 20 years, right? Let's say we're all sitting in a room. We're all single. We're all having a good time. And then all of a sudden, one of us gets the you know, the ambition or whatnot to go up and actually the bravery to go up to somebody and legitimately talk to them for a hot second. Right. And you're having a good time. Everybody's having a good conversation. And then you go for the number. That was always the big move, right? Can I get your number? And then you successfully get the number more times than not, unless you were a player, you were satisfied. Like you were excited. You had those goosebumps, those feelings that a lot of people don't experience anymore because they don't put themselves out there in that situation to do it. And there's a lot of reasons for why. And we'll talk about those later. But in that setting that I just painted to you guys, you would after she leaves or he leaves, you would be content. You wouldn't go on to the next person or the next person in the room and try to figure it out. You would be excited about calling that person two, three days down the road, whatever your phone call rule was at that time. Right. You would do that. Up. You're like, man, I had a great night. But on Tinder, on Tinder or these dating profiles, you match, and instead of stopping, you keep going. You and keep we swiping, all yep. we all participate in that. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. My strategy was just keep swiping right. Don't even look at the picture. Oh, so sort it out later. It's yeah. it's it's it, it's flinging mud to see what sticks. Yeah. Does that create a long lasting? Not at all. Not superficial something. Nope. Yeah, but. Numbers are also kind of obsolete to a certain extent now. Now like it's kind of get your Snapchat. Snapchat's like, there's like less strings attached and your it's like face to face so you can text and you can still get pictures and show them how cool you are because you're sending these pictures. 
instead of texting, like, it can get really boring and there's nothing more to that. Dude, I got to tell you, t Snapchat is the dumbest thing in the world oh, because here's why. Your generation loves using Snapchat. Oh, 100%. 100%. You do it more than texting. Why do I want a thousand random photos of your face throughout the day and a message attached to it? Okay, but because after a while it gets boring. After a while, they're just randomly snapping the yeah. the, the, the the carpet, the floor, the, floor, the ceiling. Yeah. Just send a text. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, yeah, but texting like I don't even know how to explain it. Usually, it's like, oh, you want to go out sometime, and then you're like, oh, where should we meet? Either you get an address or you get a well, phone you number. You can't carry on the same conversation without a picture attached. Oh, you can. I mean, well, anybody that's, can. That's, but that's nowadays, the point my man's trying to make. Yeah, is I, things have changed so drastically from our age group to yours. Like my brother made fun of me yeah. in a bar a few years ago because I went up and talked to a female in person. <laughs> he would. He's like, dude, what are you Let's a be serial honest, killer? Your brother would have made fun of you for anything you oh, did. Yeah. That's what he does. But, but no, I, I get I get the message though. It's in and it's an interesting perspective though on the female side because it's got to be like a full time job just filtering through people's messages. You know, I just reached out to you just to say, hey, would you like to be on the show? Because I had read a post that you had put on Facebook, and I could tell that we were all. You know, you, you kind of had a same sentiment as some of the people that are on the show now. And and I was lucky that you even found it. You know what I mean? Is it, Does it feel like a full-time job sometimes? Or do you just roll your eyes at it and just say, ugh? Um, honestly, I only pay attention to it when I'm bored. Okay. And um, so I'm really not investing too much time. Okay. When I am and I do find someone I like, usually it just it doesn't work for some reason because I'm the type of person who is straightforward up front. I put everything out there. Okay. And a lot of times that is it, scares people. Is it too much too soon type thing? Yeah. And you still knowing you do that, would you do that every time because you'd yeah. rather be? Yep. Sure. You want someone to like you for you. You yeah. want to know, you want to put it all out there. So like, okay, this is what I'm getting into. Mm -hmm. I, I'm willing to sign on for that because being parents, mm -hmm. you don't have a lot of extra time. So I get yeah. that. Also the issue is social media. Everything is attraction based. Right off the rip. Yeah. Rather than like it so starts when, superficial. Yeah. So when my okay. So but doesn't everyone? You're right. Doesn't yeah, everyone yeah, right. start so superficial? I mean, the first thing we're attracted to is are we attracted to the person? Yeah. But okay, which I think is okay. So so going back to the do you like you meet someone through someone? So my brother and his wife now actually met through um, my sister her and her ex boyfriend. So basically, land like my brother. And his sister, we thought would be like good couple, you know, make a good couple. So we hooked them up. It took them one date, and I mean, they hit it off from there. You know, now they've been married for you know four, four but, something years. But that goes back years. to the my grandfather and the way they were meeting people. You know, my grandpa and my grandma. I love this story because it just I don't always see my grandpa as this guy. But uh, my grandpa and my grandma are ten years apart in age. Um, most successful relationship I know. Right. They've been married over 40 some years. But when they met each other, my grandpa, I believe, was in his early to mid 40s. My grandma was in her, you know, early to mid 30s. And uh, they were set up. They went to a bar um, in the during the day for lunch with another couple of friends of them that were setting them up. And uh, they decided my grandpa said he wasn't going back to work the rest of that day. He asked my grandma if she wanted to go to the next bar with him. And en route to doing that, he stopped the, the truck in the middle of the road and planted a kiss on her, and they've been together ever since. That's the romanticized version of that, version of that story, but they also stand by that's how that story went. And those are the chances that you took then. Those were just the things that put, people put themselves out there. And now it's hard to even tell when people are doing that. Right. And if they are, it's all these red flags that come with it because I've seen this game before. 
how the hell are you ever going to find yeah, something? It, it's hard to know when anybody's being genuine. But nowadays, there's so much more stimulation. So, like, uh, going back to the old-fashioned type, they didn't have a cell phone in their pocket. They didn't have – so when you're in the car together, you are listening to the same songs, seeing the same things. Like, you're in the same moment. Yeah, so, like, now, I mean, you get bored in the car. How many times do you see people scrolling through Facebook not really there with the person? Well, even when we were kids, think about the fact that if you called somebody, most of the time it's because you remembered their number, so it was a big deal. Yeah. You you didn't have a cell phone to just store it in. I had a little black book, so I used to put them in. <laughs> you did not. I, I did. You had a black book. I had multiple. Tiny. That's like our parents. That's yeah. what. <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, I didn't have a good brain back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, just out of curiosity, uh, I, I, when was the last time I know you were talking? Like, how soon into a conversation with someone, Monica, will you uh, have where you'll actually go have a phone conversation with them? Like, will it be weeks and days of texting back and forth, and then you'll have the phone conversation, or do you set it up right away? I don't have phone conversations. Yeah. You don't? No. Interesting. Tynan, uh, what about I you? I love talking on the phone, bro. I'm old but school. will you do it the first, like, well, hey, can it I get your number? Per- it, de- it depends on the person, really. Okay. Um, What their comfort level is with that type of stuff. I mean, you got to read the room. You know what I mean? When she laughed when you asked a question, I knew she not a phone talker. Really? 100% immediately knew she ain't talking about You knew that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as she laughed at, t- at the question. Yeah, I thought I insulted her somehow. I was no. <laughs> no. Um, a lot of people don't really like to do that anymore. They prefer to text, which I think is impersonal because you can't get tone over text. I'm a sarcastic person. I like to make jokes, so I might come off as being an asshole half the time. I right. don't know because I'm not on the other end of the, reading that text. Fair enough. You know, Tanner, what about you? Um, Does your generation do anything oh, other than send Snapchats or no, what? I mean, nowadays it's. <laughs> FaceTime, and you FaceTime me, FaceTime me, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I I am truly a phone call. I mean, text is cool, but, uh, like, if you want to, don't FaceTime me. I, I just feel weird because I'm just, like, you don't know, like, I don't know how to act almost. But if you call me on the phone, I mean, that's personal enough for me to a certain extent. But, uh, I mean, I could do it right off the rip depending on who it is. But FaceTiming is just kind of, I don't know. I <laughs> Monica, can I dive into this a little bit? Can we dissect this? Yeah. Okay. Explain to me the you're not a phone call person because I feel like, and just hear me out, if you're going off of direct messages, texting, um, Facebook Messenger, whatever it is that you're, you know, how you're having your conversations, mm-hmm. if you're going off of that, the message that's sent to you, you're interpreting it through what the way you interpret yeah. things. You're losing the personality on the other side that's sending it, right? So all of what you've known up until that point is how you're interpreting that text or that that message. You're not getting tone influx. You're not getting context. Is there a reason you won't go down that road? You just haven't? Would you reconsider that? I mean, um, I, mean I do, but um, there hasn't been anyone recently that I've done that with. Okay. Um, there's been, like, a guy that I recently went on a date with who like will consistently like call or ask me out and I don't like to answer his phone calls. Oh no. No. <laughs> you heard it here and Bobby talks first. <laughs> Stop calling, bro. I just don't like to talk on the phone. So but I will if it's someone that like I, I really get a good feeling from. If it felt you yeah. would, you wouldn't even yeah. think twice about yeah. it. Okay. That's fair enough. And I think right. that goes with anything. Um Tynan, I need you to take like 30 seconds, take over the show real quick while I get this camera working again. Is that you cool? Want me to take over? I, just I'll continue, give it a shot, just bro. continue talking. So how do you know via text, I guess, when 
you have that connection to be okay to take that call would be my question on um, that. For me, you can usually tell um, how a guy is talking to you. If he's talking to you um, genuinely or if he's talking to you more, I guess, maybe in a, in a sexual manner. Right, right. Yeah, so how, how do you, know. right, how do you decipher game then, I guess? Because to me, it seems like it's hard, like in general, whether it's friends, family, any type of relationship that you're trying to nurture and build, it's yeah. hard to know what via text what's going on sometimes. Right. Like I said, because you just don't have that tone. Um, I'm not a FaceTime guy either. I'm not a fan of that. But uh, I don't want people, I'm doing weird stuff all the time with my face. And it's <laughs> too much. Um, so well, it's I guess how, too. It's yeah, how often um, would you say you actually feel dates? It's been a while. Yeah. I've went on a lot of dates. Um, I guess this year I've went on maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Um, there was one I got along with, but I felt like it was more like a friendship. Your buddy, yeah. Yeah. A lot of unmiraculous sons of bitches taking around, I guess. The friend zone, friend zone. <laughs> um, that's interesting. You had mentioned something while I was, you know, doing poor man's work here. Uh, you had mentioned sexual nature. Mm -hmm. You can kind of find out an agenda real quick, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, guys think they're so smooth, dude. They do. They think they're so smooth when it comes to these things. Um, but they're not. Here's the problem. I would say the reason that nature of guy still exists is because it still works at times. Not all the time. They're flinging mud. They're playing the, the numbers game. They're seeing what happens. And then there's still those that participate in that type. Does that come from an insecurity place within us as people? It, I think it's it, toxic people of toxic people. Like right now, I, I don't even know how to explain it. I mean... Everything is so overly like sexualized. I mean, down to the movies you watch and everything. I mean, in my in my uh, generation or my age group, everyone's in college right now, partying. I mean, it's it's a phase. I mean, so right now, I mean, you have people that don't grow out of that phase on on both genders. I think, um, but I mean, that's my viewpoint. I think it's it's, a, it's appropriate to have that phase. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're supposed to live life. You yeah, you get to do it once. It depends right. on your morals too. Yeah, to a certain that makes sense too. Yeah. Depending on your upbringing and just all those things that come with that, um, I do tend to wonder though. Like you said, uh, you know, they were doing that in college. And they just never grow out of it. When are they supposed to grow out of that? At what point do we still judge them? Or we not? I mean, I, I try not to judge anybody, but I mean, when are you supposed to grow out of it? Is it just something you know? Is it the day you graduate from college? It's like now it's time. I can't. I can't play these games no more. Or is it until people stop participating in that type of? I think it's different for everybody. Yeah. But at a certain point, yes, it does get kind of sad when you're looking around. Um, you don't want to be the forty year old dude in the club. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not a good look for nobody. So, I mean, unless you want to be the forty year old dude in the club yeah. and you're having a good time, but I, I get your point. Right. Um, a lot of. I mean. I, I don't know a lot of like I see it. A lot of people like to live in the fast lane, and usually it takes something pretty uh, serious. Like I don't know, maybe you got your girlfriend pregnant, or maybe you had a break breakthrough in a job, and that made you serious up. You know, I've had a a friend of mine who got a very you know I would say prestigious job, but it was a well paying job. And basically, he kind of straightened up and really 
um, ch- I, I think changed his ways, but um, it kind of took that to kind of shake him more. You know, what's interesting is that timing is you use that word timing. Timing really is everything. It's just so difficult right now when you're trying to achieve that on these platforms, you know, like I just, I just went to a buddy's wedding. Um, him and his wife met online. I know multiple people that have met their wives now online, whether it be Bumble or it be uh, plenty of fish. Uh, I've never heard anybody meet on Tinder and, uh, and make it, but uh, that I'm sure they're out there. Um, so it, it, there is proof there that it works and it is by design should work. It's giving people an opportunity to like get in front of each other. Um, the problem is, is when are they, when, when do you say enough is enough? I, I don't need to know what's next. It's like, they're always this idea that the grass is always greener on the other side. And maybe for that Tuesday, you had all these swipe matches and you started a good conversation and that guy held up for Tuesday and Wednesday, but then you matched with another one on Thursday that little bit better looking or has that better dog that you've always wanted or whatever in the picture. And now they become the priority. If you play that game, you're always going to reprioritize your list and you're never going to actually meet anybody. I think that goes back to what Tanner said, where uh, he was talking about how everything's over romanticized um, and it's TVs, movies, um, everything that we were growing up watching basically tells us relationships supposed to be this fairy tale. It's supposed to be easy. But to me, the whole point of um, finding that person is deciding that that's the person worth going through the tough stuff with, because no matter who you're with, you're going to fight, you're going to argue, you're going to go through some real stuff. But is that person worth that effort is really what you're after. Dude, Tanner, good point. Because I have to say personally, when I turned 30, like life hit me hard, hard. Um, And uh, it was something that was new experience for me. I've never, I've kind of never, I didn't know it could get that, that dark, you know what I mean? And it was something that just didn't go away. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was always this romanticized version of movies because I love movies and I would always identify myself. My game is perpetuated on the backs of like Zach Morris and uh, you know, you know what I mean? Those, those yeah, types of characters, uh, Leonardo yeah, DiCaprio in, yeah. in any movie, Brad Pitt in any movie. Like I wanted to be Aiden from sex in the city. Like I was these, smooth talking, patient. Like I took the good qualities of these guys, but that's how I thought love was packaged. And it took me until my thirties to figure that out. Now the question is, is it packaged that way? And I'm hindered and jaded now and I've lost sight of it. Or am I wiser now? And this really isn't a healthier route that I'm on now versus then. Like, what is your perspective on that? Because I got to tell you my idea of it, you know, that notebook, you know, come with me can be a little corny, but when you do figure out a way to put it, both of you in that bottle, it's like the most amazing feeling. I think the whole point of it is to cherish those moments that are like that, like what you see in the movie. Like when you have rare moments like that, remember that and hold on to that, but don't expect that to be the norm for a relationship. That's fair. You know, that's, that's kind of the way I look at it. I don't think you're jaded with your new perspective. Um, I really think you're educated now on what a relationship should be. Yeah, they always say you don't get to start over. You get to start from experience, right? Um, Monica, would you say you're a romantic person? Um, I guess when I'm in a relationship, okay. I can be. Um, 
It's been a while since I've been in a healthy, happy relationship. So, um, yes, I can. But um, Did you, are you that stereotypical little girl, and maybe this isn't so much for the 20-year-olds, but the 30-year-olds, you know, they used to think about their the wedding and think about their husbands and all that growing up. Were you that type of girl or were you just too busy involved in your projects and whatever it was you were doing? No, I never really thought about it. Um, my dad never got married. I'm his only child. Okay. Never had a relationship that I've seen. And then my mom, um, she's never. Yeah. It's okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's interesting too. So, yeah. yeah, no, I've, I didn't grow up um, thinking about marriage. Um, when I got older and I had my children and I got past my bad relationships, well, a couple of them, but then I thought, okay, I want to be married by the time I'm 30. Ah, the deadline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when, did you, when, did, when did you turn 30? This year. This year. In April. Okay. Still got time. Yep. <laughs> yep. Still got time. Um, she said something interesting. Uh, she's talked about the, um, the modeling, the relationships that were modeled before her. Um, I talked a little bit about that with my grandparents. Um, I watched my mom who's a single mother, uh, who I think is the strongest woman in the world, raised three boys. Um, and you, you've met my mom. Oh yeah. I love Virginia. Um, takes no crap from nobody. Um, but put her boys, which is her purpose in front of all of her relationships. Um, even at times when she was, you know, we gave her permission to put herself first, you know, she, it's never going to be the deal. Um, and I've watched her have a lot of partners, um, you know, and I, I've watched her lose those partners too, because of one thing, you know, for various reasons, but like, she's got a purpose now in my, in a little girl, um, that is her purpose. And I love that for her, but like, I don't know that she'll ever find, you know, love on that level again, because I don't know that she'll put herself out there and I wish she would. Um, but she's now, you know, pushing 60, she's in her fifties, pushing 60. And I don't know that she'll do it. And I hope she would, but Tyne, what was the, what was your parents, you know, for our audience members? I know, but. Uh, so my parents have been together for obviously over 30 something years. Um, and they, I mean, I know they love each other, but it's strained at times, um, more often than not. And it's something I kind of kept in mind when I was going through my, my marriage, um, that eventually ended is the reason I walked away is I don't want to be that yeah. relationship. My kids grew up watching their parents arguing and fighting and thinking that that's what it's supposed to be. Um, and I know I stated before, like you're going to have those moments, but it should, again, should not be the, the vast majority of what your relationship is. There's gotta be a balance between everything. So, um, I think it's more healthy to walk away than to stay in it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, there's something too about non-traditional, like uh, not really families, but like uh, living situations. You know, like I think we're all searching for uh, your partner in life. Um, but like my mom has a roommate, so she's got a roommate. She's got a, her purpose. Maybe she don't need that. You know, who am I to project those thoughts and emotions onto her? Maybe she don't need that. You know what I mean? Maybe that's something that could, you know, maybe your generation, Tanner, is going to be doing living situations. Tell me about your parents or what was modeled for you growing up. Um, so basically, my, like, I mean, this goes back generations. Uh, 
my grandparents were married forever. Uh, my parents just had their 30, like 33rd or 34th uh, anniversary. Um, they met through work, kind of like what you were talking about. They met through work. And that their love story was basically something I wanted. And then I saw my sister get married, and then I watched my brother get married all in the same summer. And then I watched my other sister get married, and now they're having kids. And everyone's, like, looking at me like, <laughs> the pressure is on, like, hey, man. What's going on? I'm like, I don't know. It's They all married their high school sweetheart. They all model, a, you know, a perfectly healthy relationship. I mean, it's not perfect all the time, but um, they, they are all complimentary. So hopefully I can find that one day. You will. Everybody here is going to live a happy ever, ever after life. Or is that, and it's, is that, that in itself is almost, is, I was going to misconception. Yeah. Go ahead. Expand on that thought, Tynan, because I, I so agree I, with you. Like, so something you mentioned with your mom, with the roommate and her purpose, um, maybe relationships aren't for everybody. I think we put a lot of stress on ourselves trying to find that relationship. Uh, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized, oh, I'm not going to settle anymore. Right. If the person truly doesn't make me happy, I'm not going to invest a lot of time. Right. Um, and I'm not going to jump in both feet on something that I know is not going to work. Um, or, again, like if, they, if they're if they not bringing something to my life, I think a lot of times we think we have to be with somebody. Right. And that's not the case. Um, just this last year, I've actually finally gotten to the point where I realized I need to work on me and make myself happy with who I am before somebody else can even be happy with me. Yeah, no, that's true. I, um, yeah, because the the person I'm currently dating, um, her and I have had communication issues, and it seems like every time one of us uh, is ready for that timing part of it, the other person's not quite there, or vice versa. We just kind of keep missing each other just a little bit. We're working on it, and we'll see what comes from it. But that happens too often with people, um, is that they I don't want to say play a game, but like they're never at the same spot. And then do they, you know? if the older you get, the less patient you, you kind of tend to have for other people in your life that don't seem to get it. That's why we all applaud Monica for putting all our cards on the table right away um, and telling them, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm looking for. I wanted to ask you a question. Um, how, old, how old are your girls? Um, 13, 10, and 3. Oh, God bless you. So you've got three girls now. And what are the conversations you're having with them about social media, um, about dating in general, boys, girls, whatever. Uh, what are the, some of the conversations you're having with them so that they kind of don't have this toxic environment that seems to be existing right now? Um, well, my oldest is really the only one who, um, I guess, talks to boys. Okay. Um, which at this point, I'm glad she only talks to boys online. Okay. You are you are okay with that? Yeah. I'm, okay. I, because... She tells me everything. So she tells me about her friends and what her friends are doing. Okay. Compared to what she's doing, I'm happy with it. So um, you trust her. You yeah. trust that relationship. Absolutely. So you, you don't yeah. feel it's necessary to nece to like interject more into that. You kind of give her room to figure it out yeah. on her own. Um. Yeah. I've, I've told her like, don't be sending bad pictures. Right. Stuff like that. Um. And then I'm like, I just encouraged the, like her boyfriend that she's been dating since February is lives in New York. She's never going to meet him. Right. So I'm like, go ahead. How stick does with that, that, Monica? Okay, this is interesting. Tynan, um, you got three boys. We got a Brady Bunch situation here. Right, we don't yeah. even know it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. Uh, 
But you've got three boys. What are your conversations with them like? Now, yours isn't quite 13 yet. No, not yet. He's 11. Um, Real quick, sorry. Yeah. The, does the 11-year-old, you said 11-year-old, right? 10? 10. 10. Does she have a cell phone? Yes. Okay. What about your kids? Yeah, he's got a, uh, Tammy's got a cell phone. Okay. So your oldest has a cell phone. Yep. What are some of the conversations you've had from the boy's perspective? Honestly, I, if I'm being real, I haven't had to talk to my son about it at all. He's okay. super responsible. Now, the other two clowns, I'll, I'll probably have to say something to <laughs> Um, But my oldest, he's on point, man. I don't got to say nothing to that kid. Um, I, I got to tell you, I'm a little interested in what some of the things you said. So it's a trust thing when it comes down to you and your, your children, right? Yeah. Um, dating a guy from New York, that doesn't terrify you. Are we sure it's a guy um, from New York? Yeah. How, with all these catfishing oh, stories that exist, you know, how do we know... Uh, or do you just trust that when push comes to shove, if they were to show their hand in a different way with their motives, as we were talking about earlier, or their agenda, you know she would be able to, you trust she'd be able to handle that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She she knows. I mean, like, don't, like, talk to someone or don't ever have your location on. Um, and a lot of times she'll do, like, FaceTime so you know, you know, who she's talking to. It's not some old right. guy. Right. Yeah. Or... Tavian. Yeah. I was like, I was like uh, hold on. <laughs> Not you, Tavian. <laughs> hell are you going with that? Oh, man. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, t- toxic relationships. Um, Monica, you, you've experienced those? Yeah. Tynan? Absolutely. Tanner? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I have as well. Uh, is it? That's 100%. That's four for four right there, guys. What is causing this? Is it all post social media? Do we not remember any of our relationships prior? Because I can remember acting a fool when I was 14 years old, but that's because I thought I was just 14 year old acting a fool. I can remember uh, a girl cheating on me, me being so heartbroken (laughs) that at the time, I'm a Tanner, I don't think you're even going to know what this is, but you know, printer paper used to be attached and you used to have to like pull it out and it had these like rings on the side that you had to like pull off. You guys know about the dot matrix printers, my man. (laughs) Dude, yeah. (laughs) I remember writing, I love you in Spanish in big letters on every single one of a stack of printer paper, interrupting her volleyball game. This is crazy. That's romantic. And throwing. That's romantic. It's romantic. See, that's what's confused it. No, that's not romantic. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm I'm joking. That's crazy. (laughs) And throwing this on the gym floor in front of parents, in front of everything. But I was 14. I was like, oh, yeah, you're going to cheat on me? Well, what do you think about that? (laughs) Got her. Got her, right? (laughs) And uh, first of all, she couldn't read Spanish, so she's like, what the hell is this random gibberish? Um, and I'm not even sure it was accurate, but I did that. But that's 14-year-old Robert. That's crazy that, you know, I've, I've learned from that. Where do these toxic relationships stem from now? Everything, in my experience, um, I don't know if you guys can agree, everything is a mind game now. Like, uh, since you can text, you can overanalyze and, and over over. Um, exercise your your private thoughts so like if you're gonna send a text message you can be like oh should i say that this way or should i say that this way and and everything is like how exciting do i need to seem for you or how do or what do i need to say to make you think about it's me? more calculating less genuine yeah yeah right but the problem and i i mean no disrespect on any of this but if you don't have a chance to communicate by phone to show that personality, you're battling not just your calculation of it, but their interpretation of that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, perception. Perception, you right? You got to seem exciting. 
Yeah, but then it's like, whoa, dude, chill out, mm. bring it down a notch, and it's it feels impossible. Like, how do you have a genuine conversation through just texting? Can't emojis. That's how they're made. <laughs> <laughs> um. Does it feel like it's sometimes a losing battle? Monica, hearing the guy's perspective, does it, I know we've already kind of covered mm -hmm. that you would, but like um, have those phone conversations. But like when going back to my bar scenario, that person would call that person three days later, two days later, the next day, whatever. Right. And they would have to talk on the phone. I can remember being, again, Tanner, phones used to have cords attached to them. Yeah. And, uh, I can remember taking the phone and stretching that puppy as far as you possibly could to get into the office or the other room so that you could have a private conversation with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend, whatever, um, and not have your family hear it. You looked at me when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, we used to talk on the phone. We put ourselves out yeah. there more. I don't think we're doing that anymore. It's a real rhythm and flow kind of a exchange there. There's no time, like you said, to think about what you want to say. It's you're on the fly, you're being real in that moment. So I feel like people had a better feel for one another, which they don't really have now, because like you said, it's this persona that you're trying to portray. Whereas I just, I just don't think you can find real relationships in that way. But have you ever, have you guys ever seen the bachelor bachelorette? No, yeah. I, I haven't. No, so, but so, you, so you watch this show, right? It's, it's a controlled atmosphere, no phones, no nothing. It's just them. These amazing dates, these amazing vacation, almost um, paradise. Now they have like badgers in paradise, but like honeymoon type scenarios, and everyone's falling in love in thirty days. And it's like, <laughs> I, I mean, it's crazy to me. But at the same time, I mean, is it far fetched? Because back in the day, everyone says, you know, when I met my wife, and they're like 40, 50 now, you know, they knew. And nowadays, you're like, uh, some well, people say, you, if you fly around the world with them in one week. If you come back, still want to be with each other, then that's your that's your partner. I mean, I, I get your point that the timing portion of it doesn't necessarily matter. I'm just saying. Every, how many of those relationships stay together because they couldn't live up to that lifestyle after they left the right. show? It's saying. all excitement. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And there's no outside stimulation. Right. I right. mean, as soon as you as soon as you're just on TV, I mean, you got this guy going to L.A. and stuff. Boom. His, like all girls know him, know his name, know his social media. He's going to get DMs galore. So, I yeah. mean. Anything goes wrong. See, I only knew you for 30 days. Right. I got Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Rebecca. Um, man, we're flying here in time, guys. Uh, there's so many things I want to cover here. Um, cheating. Cheating. Uh, I don't know how personal people want to get. I have cheated. I, I, have, um, I have participated in the toxic environment of culture. Um, I don't know if you guys have done so yourselves, but I know that I have. Is it even fair for me now to grow and and ask the universe for, for such a partner that doesn't do that because of my karma? Yeah, yeah it's fair. I think that yeah, I think that's fair. Life is about experiences and learning from them. Right. You can't learn from a mistake. What's the point of it? Right. So with that being said, then cheating has it jaded any of you maybe you were cheated on or you cheated them has it jaded your outlook on your future of dating and has it gotten in the way can you when you do decide monica to approach a relationship and give them your attention and time do you fixate too much on the past and what's went wrong or do you try to go into it open-minded or do you find that your past catches you no matter what because of those things um I think I'll be open-minded just because I've had a variety of different like 
toxic situations. I have been cheated on um, by a guy I thought, like, he was it. You thought it would never would do like, that. he was great. And then I, I revenge cheated, and I learned from that, like, that was not the way yeah. to deal with the situation at all. Was there any chance for you two to come to back to each other after learning those experiences? Can you ever have the full <laughs> trust again? With that person, no, because he's been in a relationship for a couple of years, and he messages me still. Ah, interesting. He's not learned. He's not learned. Interesting. Tynan, what do you think? Can partners cheat on each other, come back, and still make it work? No, the trust is never the same. It's not, you're never fully going to trust one another. Paranoia is always there. It's always going to create problems um, in the long term in that situation. And I've been on both ends of the spectrum. Sure. The cheater and the cheatee. (laughs) The cheetah. uh, But um, the cheater, I was young. High school, you know, you were there. Yeah, <laughs> we were boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were boys, then we weren't boys, then we were boys again. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were um, there. But no, it, trust is what good relationships are built. That's the foundation they're built on. Trust and so, communication. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Tanner, what do you think? I don't. I. It depends. Are you saying like physically cheating? Or are you saying? Well, I mean, let, well, I guess question. if we. Well, is it all right? So yeah. time out. Let's come back to that question. Because I'm going to ask you, this is, uh, we've had these conversations with multiple people. I'm curious to get a female's perspective on it and to get, you know, kind of a small sample size. If you're in a relationship that, and let's just say clearly both parties know they're in the relationship. If you physically cheat on someone, we both identify that as cheating, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. What if you are sexting someone? Is that cheating on the relationship? Yeah. Tanner? That's, yeah, because you're. I mean, that leaves no excitement for your partner. I mean, you're just sharing it with the world. It's a yes or no, Tana. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know yes. Uh, okay. What if you're having conversations, deep, meaningful, about your partner, without your partner knowing that these conversations are having with another person? No. Not it's cheating. Not okay. Not okay. It's not okay. I agree. With not that. okay. It's not okay. Okay. Would we agree that getting uh, nudes? Sent from another person to you. Absolutely, you don't even got to finish that thought. Okay, I'm, I'm, I've got, I've got a hook em <laughs> question here coming. Porn is watching porn cheating on your partner. Depends on your partner's perspective. In my opinion, no. well, no. what is your perspective on in, it? In my opinion, no. As long as my partner's okay with that. So it's, it's a respect. So thing. what we're saying is, and we're separating it here by them being a stranger. Yeah, I think yeah. it's. I think it's, it's a fantasy. Uh, yeah, there's no way you can. Because, like, in my perspective, if it's someone you can actively see on the street and they're a, they're a possible threat rather than someone's an alouette. So it's the obtainable factor of porn that makes it. Yeah. The odds of me running into Mia Malkova and getting some ass, they're very <laughs> slim. So I'm just saying. We've heard from both the boys. Monica, I'm curious. What's your thoughts on that? Um, no, I don't really think I consider it cheating. Um, it has caused problems. Okay. My last relationship watching it too much and i'm like uh you need to stop that and sure and i look and he hasn't stopped so, gotcha. yeah. so i was just curious because these are conversations that you know i've had with person i'm dating you know these conversations that i know multiple my friends have had with their significant others um and you know you hear each story so you're like just lie and do it when you're gonna know <laughs> and it's like dude you're trying to build a relationship right. here yeah. on yeah. based on honesty so it's right. like you're trying to do it right um I was just curious. I was just throwing that out there. Um, okay. Guys in their 20s, do they ruin it for the guys in their 30s? Do you ruin it for us? Did I ruin it for the guys in the 30s that are above me? Like, do you guys only want sex? 
You're saying, did I ever ruin it for him? I'm asking guys in their 20s, do they only want sex? You're the only guy in their 20s. Oh, bro. did you? Oh, did you ruin it for me? No, no, oh, I would have ruined it. We would have ruined. We would have ruined it for the 40 year olds above us, and then so on and so on. Do guys in their 20s ruin relationships for guys in their 30s because they? I guess you kind of got to dive into that because how, in what perspective, am I ruining it for you? Well, you're cheating on your specific others you're you're constantly needing the attention from others one woman's not enough uh you're you're snapchatting multiple partners at a time um all, have, all of these things well we have different food tables you have the, the 25 to 35 to 40 year olds and i have the i mean 18 plus 20 plus so 25 do you mind if i touch on this some that's yeah. all i'm just yeah I'm, i guess so i'm just kind of missing that. I, I think what you're getting at it's a is, vague question i'm right. not saying you Tanner. Yeah. i'm just asking do you, well, I, I think what you're trying to ask is guys in their 20s are they making guys in their 30s less desirable to women as they progress through their lives is that correct yeah because it um, puts a does it because I, I think there's a byproduct of that i what, think it goes both ways it's not just guys ruining it for women i think women ruin it for men too I, i've been on both ends of that spectrum um as far as looking at it trying to see where everybody's coming from um, but for me, I think guys in their 20s make it easier for guys in their 30s who are single and established. If you're living your yeah. life right, I mean, that's that's why you see, like, your grandparents, you said, were, what, 10 years apart? My parents are 14 years apart. Right. I think you see the, those age gaps because men do mature s slower. We do. I hate to admit it, <laughs> but we do. Um, and women are looking for more stability and someone more reliable, someone they can count on. And unfortunately for us, we're pretty stupid animals and we don't get to that point till we're pushing 30 or even a little beyond that. Well, we're, go ahead, Tanner. You're going to say something. But we were just talking about that. Like people like the maturity level, you know, if you have a house or if you have this, everyone likes that. But people like people, that's like women my age or girls my age. It just seems like um, they're still in high school almost to me. You know, I, toxic. Uh, uh, I say habits or uh conversations where it's just kind of immature and it's just kind of uh, i think you're more the outlier though yeah and then the standard and that's what because then no one older than you takes you serious because you're you know you're 22. you got to make them take you serious that's yeah yeah but how do you do that if you can't get through through your actions the, the 85 other guys that are on that facebook that's true where do we meet people today if you don't want to meet them in the club but you say that these online content here that we're participating in is superficial. We're, we're participating in this, guys. Like, right. we're setting the table for our own unhappiness here. Mm -hmm. So Common hobbies. So what can you do? But how how do you approach somebody? Like, okay, you so, go to the gym, right? Yeah, Obviously. Go, so I, oh, that's how do another, you approach somebody? Okay, so this is the thing. Um, if it's something I'm doing every day and I enjoy it. So uh, the gym, I really don't approach women. Because they're not, if they're seriously, see, that's the thing. There's two different types of women that go to the gym. There's the one that want to better themselves mentally, physically. And there's the one that dress there to get all the attention, take, you know. The selfies. And yeah, the, the selfies and, these, doing the and these nice thing, lighting and these pictures. And they can just get all this, you know, satisfaction from everyone saying, oh, good job. You lifted 10 pounds. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but when you go, but when you go, like, when you go to, like, some people meet at church. Some people meet at Bible study. Some people meet at gas stations i mean are you living in 2021 
Yeah. Church. It doesn't Bible happen. Bible study. No, it doesn't happen a lot. But I'm well, saying like some people. Well, do so that. hang on, we got a case study here. Uh, Monica, would the grocery store be someplace you would be okay with somebody coming up to you and and asking, "Hey, I I noticed you. I I don't know any other way to do this." Would you be comfortable or would it all matter on that approach? Or would you just like get away from me, push that cart as fast as you can? Um, that's happened to me before. Okay. Um, he just commented on, he thought I was attractive. And then when I was done shopping, I went outside and he was waiting for me and gave me his business card. What part did he go wrong? I was in a relationship at the time. No, well, that's where he went wrong. <laughs> but otherwise, would that have been a respectful yeah. move? Yep. Okay. It's not. See, some people find that to be over pursuing. Some it, some people like the like the subtlety. So like at the gym, if I was hitting on someone, you go up and say, uh, "I don't know." Something that's not even related to how she looks. Not or you know those shoes or you know something about her shoes or something about weights or giving her not don't give her form tips, but um, <laughs> just something <laughs> subtle like that. You know? Do you respect women in the gym? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it. You know, you gotta have something subtle. You can't just go up there and be like, "Hey." You're, you know, you're looking good today, you know, because people aren't well, there. That, that was the only point I was trying to get get at with you was when is it acceptable for a man to go up to to approach a woman and, and make that, you know, comment or statement or express any kind of interest? It's awkward and even more so now because you can have a, a family sitting in a restaurant at a table together, not conversing with one another. They're on their phones. They're not even talking to one another and they know one another. So how do you approach a stranger when, and and you've already kind of, when she mentioned someone had talked to her at the store, you kind of made a face a little bit, which told me you were like, man, that's awkward. That's weird. It, like It's the parking lot part. It's, it's that's the, a little, the waiting. that might be a little much. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, she said he was respectful about it. So approach means something. Yeah. I, I think approach means everything. The problem is, is that positioning yourself somewhere genuinely for that approach to feel genuine, right? Because you're like, okay, if, if you have that first, that meet cute, you're both in the, the aisle and you're like, oh, she's passing me, I'm passing her. Well, I can't turn around now. I, I've got to figure out how to be in the next aisle with her at the same time right. or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like that process I hate with a passion. Like you should be able to stop on a dime and be like, hey, listen, I just saw you. You saw me see you. It was only been 10 right. seconds. But like, I know that if I walk the next aisle, you might go the other way and I might not ever see you again. That That's, right there yeah. is a problem, though, because then you get up in your head about it. And now yeah. you're trying to figure out how to get in the same aisle 10 aisles later. I do feel like that's a very male perspective. It is, especially um, in a Me Too we movement. Feel, we feel like I'm never going to see this person again. I'm going to lose this opportunity to even in, make that introduction. And we more often than not don't do it for the fear of how it's perceived by the recipient. So we'd rather, like you said, agonize over, do I go this way? Do I go that? Like I might need to actually go that way and shop. I'm just going to go the long way around. I'll walk around the whole goddamn store before I bump into her again. Because you're like, it's you're, weird. You're right. And if you're being honest with yourself, those situations have happened. Um, where you're like, how do I organically do this? And your ice cream's melting because you spend an hour <laughs> trying to figure out how to do this. You're like, crap, I got to oh, start all over again. Like, yeah. sir, she left the store 45 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been following you, <laughs> your patterns. Um, is there any situation where, Monica, you would go up to somebody? Um, uh, probably only if I were like, I don't have friends. Okay. But when I do go out with people that I... I'm acquaintances with. 
Um, if I'm drinking a little bit, I might. And I see someone, I might. But other than that, no. I'm not going to do it unless. But it's not, is it, are you a byproduct of your of like being a female in society where you are the hunty, the person or the um, person being hunted versus males have always been told to hunt. Like, are you a byproduct of that? Is it just something that maybe you wouldn't do that because of that? Do you think you should? Um, is it a comfort factor? I'm sure it's a comfort factor, but like, yeah. do you think what I'm saying is, is I would love to get to a place in society where both yeah. sexes are going after each other and that's mm -hmm. just acceptable rather than this toxic society of men overthinking, the good ones overthinking, um, and then losing out to the 1,500 other yeah. ones that are th flinging mud. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So is that something that you would consider or do you think about that at all? Or I think if I found someone that I really found interest in and I had a conversation with before and felt like there was a connection, I would. Okay. Um, but otherwise, no, I would not. I'm not going to make the first move. And that right there, in my opinion, just being honest, is a social construct. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. Now, again, if you believe in a certain traditional way of doing things, nothing wrong with that. And we just lost that camera. <laughs> and we lo just lost that camera. Oh my God, this is the only one we got right now. Um, put that over there, will you? Yeah. Get all of us in this. Let's get this fixed. We're live on the air. I don't know. Fix that. Figure that. I'm gonna keep talking though. It's a social construct though, and I tell me, tell me your reason. Tell me your reason why you want to be approached first. Is that because that's the way things should be? You're killing me, Tanner. Um, well, I'm like a shy person. Okay. So I'm not. I don't have that kind of like courage to just go out just turn it back on turn it off turn it off turn it back on sorry yeah um yeah just turn it on turn it back off what's happening here ladies and gentlemen is that uh i am literally i don't have power cords for these things so like they're just they're losing um they're losing battery but that's okay um by the way uh aviana says ah that's my mom she's she's blowing <laughs> you up in the comments right now um have you ever heard the term Participate in your life. No. no? No. You? Yeah. Participate in your life before your life passes you by and you miss your shots. Mm -hmm. So if here I am, I'm a nobody. I'm not married. I'm not saying anything that should be taken of real merit. But like that right there changed my perspective when I heard that. Because I was like, you know what? Am I participating in my life in every aspect that I should be, mind, body, and soul, to get me to where I want to be? Um and the answer was no, I wasn't. I was content in certain areas. I was, how are we doing over there, bud? Struggle is real. Yeah, the struggle, just keep moving things. That's all right, that's good, 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 good. You got it? There you go, my man. There we go, all right, kind of. <laughs> right now, Monica and I are in the shot. That's all right, I'm gonna- I'm, shy one black man. Yeah, that's all right, we'll, we'll, we'll get it figured out. Um, participate in your life though, I think is crucial because too often I wasn't doing that. Um, do you guys find yourselves not doing that? And do you, what do you think about that statement? I spent the first 33 years of my life not participating. Um, like I said, this year was the first time I really decided to travel, do more things, work on me. Um, so yeah, I absolutely believe that was true. And I think a lot of us do that. We Tanner, think, just leave it, bud. We think uh, we're supposed to, we, 
I think life is supposed to just happen for us, I think. I think when you're younger, we feel that way. Yeah. You just assume, like, when I said, oh, we're all going to be happy, it's all going to work out. Yeah. You just assume that that's going to take place. And uh, that's not necessarily true. And I think in our 30s, it becomes absolutely harder to, yeah. you know, we're, we're, I'm pushing the middle of it. You're getting there. You're on the front end, and I know you got this deadline. How do you feel about that deadline? Are you you're I'm breathing? Up, you're over it, right? I'm over it. Okay. I've wasted the last three years in a bad relationship, and at this point, I just want to focus on myself. Sure. And I'm proud of you for getting over that. It's it's okay. It's okay. Tanner, what about you, man? You you don't have any deadlines or any more pressure that you're putting on yourself, do you? I I don't necessarily have pressure on me. Do I feel pressure from others? Uh, um, others are seeing what my, my siblings are doing compared to what I'm doing. Uh, but I always kind of was, uh, um, in my mind that positive people draw positive people. So if I'm doing good in my career, if I'm doing, um, all the right things, maybe I would attract someone that's doing the same things and has the same qualities. Um, that's just my mindset. If you don't mind me asking Tanner, do you think you recognize when the right person is paying attention? No, I don't. I, I, that's actually happened to me before. Um, it's it's been a moment of uh, you can't take back things that you you said or done, not in a bad way, but let's just say you kind of already cut it off and they've already moved on, or right. or or you have already given them feelings that they've uh, said. You know that he doesn't have time for me, so why should I have time for him again? Right. Um, you didn't make them a priority when they were yeah. wanting to be your priority. Yeah, and. Um, it was kind of like the thing you were talking about earlier uh, about the, the girls uh, or women approaching men. Um, I've actually had it to where, you know, I'm, I'm pretty traditional where the, the man kind of makes the moves and stuff like that. But I've actually had um, someone, you know, tell me if, if we didn't hang out, they would say, you know, I'm hurt. You didn't ask me to hang out rather than saying, hey, do you want to come over? Because they felt that it was 100 percent on me that I had to ask them. You know, they physically, I mean, yeah. their feelings got hurt because I didn't ask. Do so you think these are like old antiquated ways of thinking and society should be moving forward? I feel like we're regressing and not pro progressing because of the social media aspect of it mm -hmm. all, though. We don't even know how to communicate with one another in person. That's why I agreed to come on here uh, in the first place, actually, today was because we don't see enough people sitting down talking to and with one another about anything real. It's all about, look at this meme. Yeah. Check out this gift. But it's a highlight reel of everyone's life, you know? Yeah, oh, well, social media, it's super fake. All anyone shows you is the great stuff going on. But we also, we condemn the people that tell us the bad stuff that's going on, mm -hmm. too, though. Like, right. keep your business it's in a, your house. It's, it's a toxic environment both ways. But there's so many things about social media. Forget this, the platform that exists. It's the, it's the big brother is watching capability with all of these uh, privacy settings that the way they exist as it is. You know, Snapchat has the Snapchat score. And if you've mm -hmm. ever had anybody say, hey, I saw your Snapchat score go up, that's absolutely insane. If you've ever had anybody. I'm old and I didn't I've, know what that was until I've about had, a month ago. I've well, I'm just, I'm just, you've had that happen. Tanner, you're, you're well, you got to remember, I teach students or school kids, high school kids. So, like, I hear these stories all the time. Well, I was watching his Snapchat score last mm -hmm. night and it went up and I know he was snapping snap, no, or he shouldn't have been snapping nobody. It's like, just breathe. That's a thing. Breathe, it's a thing, yeah, man. And it's not just Snapchat, though. It's so many other things. Snapchat in itself has the location that you can turn oh, I on. I shut mine off. Active on Facebook. Active on Facebook. Yep. It's all these things mm -hmm. that all of a sudden they find their way in your conversations with your significant others that really shouldn't be 
a conversation, but it's a thing now. And it's this level of surveillance that we're doing on each other. Yeah. That's unhealthy, but we're participating in it because we're not, uh, there's so many reasons why we're participating. So, in it. It's kind of funny you brought that up because I literally, the person I'm talking to right now, um, we had this conversation last night to some extent where I don't ask what she's doing when, when we're apart, she's living her life. If, if I can't trust her, right. Then I, I shouldn't be with her in the first place. Right. So until I'm given a reason not to trust someone, I give them the benefit of the doubt, but I also don't track her whereabouts via social media because I don't want to know um, because I, I shouldn't have to know every move someone's making. Right. Right. Monica, do you find yourself, if I'm asking honestly, like, do you find yourself in those relationships since you do tend to keep the conversation to the cell phones for the most part, do you, when you are in a healthy relationship or I don't want to say healthy, but when you are in a relationship, do you find yourself kind of doing some of those old habits, um, or not old habits, but bad habits of whether it be, you know, looking up an ex-boyfriend on the phone to see if he's dating anyone or, you know, kind of rabbit trailing down those kind of scary places that I, I, cause I've been there, you know, um, not if I'm in the relationship and okay. actually really trying, Okay. Um, you don't get obsessed with who hearted his pictures or who hearted her pictures well, like you didn't like mine Things no are- actually um my most recent relationship um i got i deleted all social media okay and i was fine with that and i didn't reactivate it until until I, that went south yeah okay how did you were fine with that you didn't have any interesting have you yeah. I, I know tanner said you done you've done that yeah do what were the know. reasons for you that you you were telling you were starting to tell me off camera and i yelled at you because i wanted to save it for the show <laughs> So what were some of the reasons here? And guys, just so we're clear, we got about 10 more minutes of the show. We'll wrap it up and we'll get out of here. Um, I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything you've done. I appreciate your patience. Um, what were you, you deleted it. Yeah, because um, it, she didn't have any, which was a breath of fresh air. Because, Interesting. That doesn't exist anymore. Uh, no. Yeah, it was, a, it was a dime in the rough type situation. Um, so then it was kind of brought upon me, you know, why do you need it? Uh, and my excuse was always, you know, I'm keeping them on family. They're from Florida. I'm, you know, I get to see pictures of my family and blah, blah. Well, I tell you what, when I deleted it, I mean, so much less drama and, you know, quote unquote, white noise in your, in yeah. your day-to-day life that you, I mean, there's information everywhere you don't need to know. I don't need to know Isaac caught a fish. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, but yeah. Uh, lean into the camera is all I was going to say. Keep talking. You're good. Um, just because people want to see your face and that, oh, that, that beard, beard, bro. That beard. Glorious. Um. Yeah, it's I, I like seeing that Isaac caught a fish. I, I have no problem with that. I don't that. care about Isaac's fish. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I it's cool, why. but uh, there's less distractions for her and there's less distractions for me. You can kind of focus on your... Okay, so we we all agree that social media is probably not the ideal place for us to find our partner, right? No, we don't fully agree um, with that? I think it, it it's worked for other people, so how can I say it's not? So we leave um, it as an option, is that correct? And we're trying to use it in the smartest way possible? I think the problem still lies in kind of like what you said is you can find your your person on social media, but then you got to kind of stay off of it. So yeah. you got to back off of the social media because social media is all about getting attention. Every last You're fighting for attention. is about getting attention. Um, so I actually got rid of mine for about two, almost three years uh, when I was in a relationship at one point, and like you said, I don't, I don't care about anything anybody else has got going on. It's mm-hmm. so menial. Um, but the people I talk to 
the people I want to communicate with, I do already. So right. why do I need that platform to do so? Anybody that's important enough for me to care about what's going on in the day to day, I'm talking to anyway. What was the reason though that you guys got it back? Is it simply solely because you're like, well, I'm not in a relationship. I need to put myself back out there. Is that the is that why you guys got it back? Yeah. Yeah. See, mine, mine. I started business, and that's a a free way to kind of get your business out there. But did it turn into something that it used to be like, uh, you know, like a dating profile, basically? Yeah. Yeah. Like you were like, oh, I was looking for pictures. Well, I found yeah. mirror selfies. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. You know, that's kind of how it is nowadays. You know, the mirror selfies funny because there is a certain age where you're like can't do that no more and it, it, you totally can so i'm not by any means i'm just saying i remember doing it and being like you know what i don't think i can do that no more now that doesn't mean you can't take a selfie but that mirror selfie is something else altogether <laughs> it's the duck face that gets me do you really need the duck face tanner you're duck facing bro i'm just teasing hey guys uh I, just some final thoughts on dating and where you're at what's your mindset right now with uh your spirits are you still in high spirits as ever do you feel better because you feel like you know yourself better now and you know what you're looking for and when you find it the next time it might be the real deal or do you still worry that we're participating in superficial things that might not necessarily get us to where we want to be like what's your what's your final thoughts on dating going ahead what's your spirit like do you guys because it's exhausting that's a word we haven't used dating can be exhausting um at times you can feel like no i don't want to today um, and that might've been your opportunity for your next, whatever. So Tynan, where are you at with, uh, what's your mindset? You're, you're currently talking and dating somebody, right? It's in the works. It's in the works. Yeah. 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 And that's so, good. It, but um, I'm just, where are you at with your spirit of everything? So I'm optimistic, bro. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to let past relationships jade me. Um, don't get me wrong. I've been known to take a breakup or two pretty rough, but you're supposed to learn from those things. And I feel like it's helped me grow into someone who could be a better partner for the next person. Right. So as long as you're analyzing what went wrong and how you can be better on your end and not focus on what the other person did, then I mean, yeah, it should work. Compa I heard this the other day. I don't know if you guys ever heard this or not, but comparison is the killer of all joy. Mm -hmm. You guys ever heard that before? Mm -hmm. When you start comparing your life to where somebody else that's similar to you and they've got everything that you want, that just kills all of your momentum. It's like you stop looking back and be like, I've achieved so much in 10 years. But you forget that when you start comparing it to other people. It can also build you up, though. By, oh, yeah, yeah. It can actually motivate you. I want that car. I want that. Right. I, so that's the finicky line that you have to – that's that balance you've yeah. got to figure out. You know, I, I, I'm starting to learn that I don't need that comparison no more. No. I'm just, it's just me, myself, and I, I, I can – put my head down and just go. I'm motivated when it comes to other things like podcasts and stuff. But even then, I, I find that if I'm not as far along as somebody else who maybe started at the same time as me, that does. It kind of, it's like, wait a minute, you've created something here. We're having, I've met you, Monica, that I wouldn't have met otherwise. You know what I mean? We're having this conversation. I think it's therapeutic. I think it's healthy. Um, so, but yeah, so you were saying though, just that you're optimistic and that you feel yeah, good. I mean, you know me, bro, I'm a romantic, so <laughs> I like to hope for the best. Tanner, what about you? I'm honestly kind of burnt out. Uh, the past like three months have really burnt me out with dating and everything. Um, so I mean, as you know, like he's seen me at the gym. It's kind of like, I'm kind of just doing like a self, you know, kind of reset. You know, kind of diving into my job more, trying to, you know, really soak up all the information I'm getting rather than focus on outside of work, um, women or or conversations. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of focused on myself. I mean, if something comes, because usually when something comes along, 
Yeah. Is when you're not looking for it, but at the same time, it's um, I'm not settling because it's it's kind of like a repetitive cycle where I don't really it's toxic. I don't want to be in it anymore. Is it fair? To, are you are you truly ever not looking for it? Are you going to be attractive? I mean, even yeah. though you're not, it might not be your mission or your goal that day. Is it ever leave the front of your mind like when you do see someone attractive or you're in a setting where you're like you know maybe that's the one or maybe that's the person that's going to be my next you know whatever like do you does it ever really escape your mind no no it's, it's there I? but like he said it's exhausting yeah. and you kind of get tired of it and it wears on people yeah. where are you at right now kind of, i'm open-minded more focused on myself and girls my job yeah. Optimistic or is that too big of a word? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I got to tell you, um, I've appreciated your time. I know this went longer than we originally planned, but um, I'm grateful. Uh, and at the end of the day, this is what I think helps, you know, build your community, build your social circle back up to something that, you know, put the people in there that are healthy for you. Um, and uh, hopefully good things come for all of us. Right. All right, hey, listen up. Uh, Tynan, Monica, Tanner. Tanner, he's going to leave his number on this thing so you guys can reach out to him anytime you want. This was, uh, he was coming on here to. Hey, for all the ladies out there, just come up to him at the gym. You already know him. Hey, you, you. you know he wants it. He wants it. He's going to tell you, how, he's going to teach you how to do his form. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, subscribe, share, do the whole thing, follow, um, see us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I've got them all. Uh, I'm not good at any of them, but I enjoy doing it. And this has been Bobby Talks. We'll see you on down the road. Thanks, guys.